It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Upfront program. I'm Roger Bouchard, sitting comfortably behind this microphone here in uh, the main studio, along with our Thursday co-host, Christopher Boulay. Good morning, Mr. Boulay. How are you doing today? Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. It's fantastic to be here. And I'm sitting comfortably because we have air conditioning. Oh, yes. We can, we can uh, with our new system uh, that's in the studio, you can adjust it to any temperature you want. And uh, you could remove every drop of humidity in this room with this uh, device. Anyway, yes, it's comfortable, and it's going to be that way year-round. Welcome to our program. It is an open-line program. So let me tell you what our telephone numbers are, and let me share our email address with you. Preferably, we'd like you to call us, but um, you can do it any way you want. 769-0600-766-1380. 401 is the area code. And the email address is upfront at WNRI.com, and we'd be more than happy to acknowledge your communication to us. Short of that, Mr. Boulay and Mr. Bouchard will uh, go on endlessly about uh, some of the topics that we have on our little list of uh, topics to, um, to talk about. So, but again, we emphasize that your calls and comments are welcome. I do want to mention uh, one housekeeping matter. You know, we have a $500 prize left over from Autumn Fest and a 250 and a $100 prize. So far, with all the buttons that were sold, no one has come in to claim any of the prizes. So here is the winning $500, and this was donated by WNRI. My brother says, don't give it so often, Roger. Maybe they won't come in and get it. Well, we're going to give it away eventually, though. So here's the winning number for five hundred dollars fifty three. Excuse me, for five hundred dollars ninety three forty four, ninety three forty four for two hundred and fifty dollars twelve eighty one, twelve eighty one, and for one hundred dollars sixty four, thirteen, sixty four, thirteen. And uh, so you can also find the numbers if you miss them on autumnfest.org. Or we have them right here at WNRI. And that is our Autumn Fest business. Mr. Boulay, you look like you have some topics uh, that you'd like to introduce. Well, I have some topics, but I can't do this for effect because this radio is not TV. But do you see my pad here of topics? Yes, I see nothing on your pad. Right, there's nothing on my pad. I am not as smart as Amy Comey Barrett because I... I have on the other pads, I've got plenty of notes about things that I would forget. But obviously, um, she did some more testimony uh, the other day. and um, So what is the, the relationship between an empty pad and her testimony for those who say, well, what is the relationship? Not everyone's hanging on every word that she says, no. So what happened was she... Uh, she ran circles around the Democrats, and I thought about it this morning. I'm saying the Democrats probably wish that it wasn't even testified, you know, that it wasn't even televised. But um, she was called out by a Republican senator and recognized that she's doing hours and hours of testimony, and she has paper in front of her. 
and she has no notes. She's doing everything from memory, and it kind of underscores the brilliant legal mind that she is. Did that, the person who asked her that question know that there was nothing on the paper? Yeah, yeah, it, it was a leading thing. There's, there's, a, there's a great uh, picture of her smiling, uh, showing the... Uh, showing the pad with nothing on it, but it just underscores how she's sitting there for hours with relatively intelligent people. I mean, even though they're asking stupid questions, many of them are lawyers, and they're trying to trip her up, and she's sitting there confidently, uh, unflappable, and answering all the questions and doing it in a correct way. She's being goaded to talk about cases that she hasn't seen yet and you know predisposed and she's just not going to do that it's called the ginsburg rule so when ginsburg was being uh reviewed as an associate justice she said i'm not going to talk about cases that are coming up because uh, i would you know prejudice that case so that's what she did she did a, a fantastic job and again i think the democrats are probably sorry that um it was testified you know televised excuse me and it's just tough you know white house is there again and it's just a bad look for rhode island because if you don't know anything about rhode island you're looking at senator white house and you're saying well he's just pandering to the people in rhode island well if that's what we want it's a very bad reflection on us that we put this guy in there and we talked about it i think tuesday and we talked numerous times that judge flanders was imminently qualified to be our next uh, junior senator and uh, he lost so if I was White House, I'd just keep doing what I'm doing, not really worrying about it. But, of course, every six years, uh, you you have to come and face the voters. But, you know, the guy, Senator White House, belongs to a uh, social club that doesn't allow any minorities in it. And the media won't talk about it. He's done crazy things. And, you know, this is one of them. He went after Kavanaugh in a very, very unprofessional way. And, you know, you get the government that you, uh, you deserve. I've seen a few buffoons in local politics uh, in my day, but he is uh, a national one. And unfortunately, he hails from uh, the state of Rhode Island. He fascinates me about how educated he is and how dumb he is. I do not understand that. Um, and I know he's got a staff that that advised him what to say during that uh, testimony uh, uh Inquisition that they were doing for the Supreme Court justice, and you think he'd be bright enough to say this is bad advice. Anyway, it's uh, shameful for the state of Rhode Island, but uh, nothing I can do about it. I didn't vote him in, so I don't feel so bad, but I am ashamed. Our first caller is waiting us uh, here on the upfront program. It is a talk show. Your calls and comments are welcome. Hello there. Thanks for calling. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. I agree with both of you as to what you've just said over and over and over again. I have watched some of the confirmation, so that's how I can agree. And um, I'm so glad of her as to the way she is taking everything in stride. That would be Amy Barrett I'm talking about. And I have a question for you. Um, I have a question for Chris. When it comes to voting, which I have always voted, and the town that I live in, which is not Smithfield, and I did go to the um, election for the primary, mm -hmm. and I, I feel this way. I, I don't trust the Democrats, especially Nellie Gobia. And the reason, I have a reason why I'm saying that today is to do with the election, the primary. 
Because after living in my town for more than three decades, well over that, I went to vote, like I say, in the primary. I gave my name. I gave my license. I signed my name in front of the two ladies. I then was told to go over to this other person, which I had to fill out a pink form. They're saying that I, they, they tried to do a mass mailing and I didn't get my mail. They got it back. I say to them, all right, I filled it out. But now I feel like if I didn't fill it out, what? Would I have not been allowed to vote? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I feel that now they have my signature. So I don't trust them. I, I can't, you know, get over the fact that after all these years, I always get my tax bills. You know, I, I've had my mailbox for the longest time. I don't have a mailbox outside, but I have one at the post office. And so anyway, um, what is it, Chris, that I can say to make sure no one has already voted with my name? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a voting expert, but I, I agree with you. Nellie Gobier is one of my least favorite politicians. We've had her here when she was running, and she acts like she's the president of the United States. And I'm very offended that they that they haven't validated the, the voter rolls because they won't put the date of birth of an individual. So, um, and there's only so much you can, you can do. I mean, you, you have voted, and um, I, I'm... Is there I, anything at all? I, I don't I, I don't I don't know I mean I wouldn't put that much energy into it I'm going to show up and, and vote um, yeah I, I believe I've, going in person yeah and I'm going to do that and they, they've created a whole mess by sending unsolicited letters to people you know asking them to vote by mail and yeah I don't trust the Democrats I mean if you you know I was talking about this last night if you take away the coronavirus the president would probably be reelected by 65 percent to, to 35 you know he's done a great job with the economy and what have you so the Democrats are running with this and uh, they see it as an opportunity and we've seen there's no guessing you know we've seen it right with the um the amy commission you know the review and you can see you know how they're responding so i i don't have an answer for you and i'm not sure how much energy i want to put it i would put into it you, you voted and and there you go and um you have to think about what's important for you I'm going to go vote for President Trump, but I know it's highly, highly unlikely that my vote's going to matter because Biden will carry 60% plus of Rhode Island and that you get the government that you deserve. So I, I, I don't have a true answer for you what to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe somebody from the Election Commission can call in. And, oh, and, and, I'd like that. Yeah, so. I'll be listening. Yep, sometimes, you know, you know we, uh, we have a, a wide a listenership and sometimes people will call in and. Um, and we'll see where it goes. But we, you, you've asked your question very early in the show, and we welcome somebody who knows a lot more about it than I do. Okay, I, I appreciate both of you. Yeah. Thanks Thank for, you. Thanks for the call. Good day to you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. And uh, I have a question for you. Um, I don't know if uh, you've been following the issues in the campaign, but I was listening to another radio station, and there's a propagandist, uh, um, well, I guess he's a marketing person for AARP Rhode Island. His name is John Martin. And uh, so he was on the radio, and he was doing a commercial for AARP RI. And what he was saying, Mr. Martin, was uh, that AARP is, well, here's a, it was a commercial for Joe Biden, but it was in an AARP commercial basically what he said and i was i was in the bathroom 
uh, wiping up after a shower. So I was right near the radio. He said, there are some important decisions to be made in this election. And you should be looking at candidates who are, uh, are supportive of Social Security and candidates who are attacking Social Security. And um, I haven't heard about Social Security in this campaign from, from anybody. So is AARP uh, doing commercials for Joe Biden in uh, supposedly under the guise of, uh, it's, it sounded like voter information. Uh, but uh, uh, tell me, what, what have you heard about Social Security be, being under the attack? I got a Social Security notice yesterday that I'm getting an increase, but um, I don't think I'm seeing it being cut away. Well, you, you got the notice yesterday? Uh, from Social Security. Right, but I, I had given you the notice the day before. You remember? did. 1.3% increase. That's right. So the, the second, I'm just teasing, the second it was announced, we have this great thing called uh, computer, and I was able to see it right there. Uh-huh. Um, no, we, we haven't seen uh, anything about Social Security because it, it's, there's, there's, there's fixes that, that can go into place. Obviously, when Social Security started by FDR, you start at age 65, you're expected to die in your first payment. Now life expectancy is closer to 80, and you have more and more people on Social Security, and it was 6 to 1. Now I think it's 2 and a half to 1. So there are going to be problems to do it. And we, you know, as much as I don't like it, there's things that they can do. They're going to raise the retirement age on folks because that's the only thing to do, and they're going to raise FICA. Uh-huh. Right now, FICA, F-I-C-A, only goes up to like $135,000. One of the easiest ways to do it is to raise it to 400000 like the Democrats want to. And there's about 13 million people in America who make more money than, uh, than, than that, than the, the FICA limit. That's kind of the way to fix it. But, um, so, you know, I, say you hit somebody up making $2 million, that's a, that's a lot of Social Security coming in. Think about that. If you applied the six and a quarter to somebody making $2 million, bucks, mm-hmm. you, you're going to fix Social Security. Sure. Um, but no, I haven't heard anything, to, you know, at all that, uh, about it. It just hasn't been an issue. Obviously, it's coronavirus, it's the economy. Um, those are some of the major ones. All right. Well, then, Mr. Martin's full of crap. Then, <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 funny because you, you you think uh-huh. back about it, and then my recollection is the AARP used to be right wing leaning because mm-hmm. the older you get, mm-hmm. um, you know, two things happen: um, a conservative is a, is a liberal who's been mugged. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing. And the older you get, the more money you have, you tend to be more conservative. So for years and years and years. My recollection is the AARP has been more conservative in supporting people like Reagan and what have you. So they're certainly going in a different direction. Yes, they have shifted gears. Yes. Right. There was a time when I had great respect for AARP. All right. Now we're going to take another phone call. Hello. Thank you for your participation. Hey, thanks for uh, taking my call today, guys. And Good morning. Hi. Based on your last caller, she was talking about trust and trusting, um, you know, Democrats and stuff. And I just want to tell a really quick story and see what your thoughts are. But in the election where Gorbia was elected, I was getting mailers that were for her, you know, telling me to vote for her. And when I looked at who, who, who paid for them, it was Planned Parenthood. So I thought to myself, what does Planned Parenthood have to do with the Secretary of State? Why in the world would they, you know, I can see legislators or governor. And what I realized about three weeks after Gorbia was elected, the first thing she wanted to do was increase lobbying fees by like over a thousand percent from I think it was five or six dollars to get a lobbying um, 
you know, certificate, and she wanted to raise it to like two thousand or fifteen hundred. And I realized the reason she was doing that was to try to suppress some of the more local growth. Uh, grassroots um, pro-life groups. Now, I'm not taking a position of whether I'm pro-life or pro-choice, but I'm just saying what she was trying to do, what I suspect, I'm not a mind reader, but I can. I, I saw the connection. I connected the dots. I said Planned Parenthood probably struck a deal with her and said, hey, we're getting some competition down at the state house. You need to drown out. You need to suppress these pro-life groups and their voices. We want only people who can afford these licenses, federally funded places like Planned Parenthood that get half a billion a year from the federal government. They're 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 loaded with money. So that was my thought. Now, my question to you guys is, do you think lobbying fees should be higher or lower? I think they should be as low as possible so average people can form lobbying groups. I, I don't think there should be any cost for lobbying. I think it should be zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe just maybe just a small registration fee, but you, you, you raise, a, raise a great point. I am not a fan of Gobier. She's basically got you know, one job, make sure there's free and fair elections, and she hasn't even done that because she's taking off unilaterally. And this really bothered me is that she passed her own law removing the date of birth on the voting records. So, therefore, we don't know if they're accurate. We know they're not accurate. You take the number of people, you know, there's dead people on there. There's people who've left the, the state. And we saw that with Clay Powell. So, uh, I'm not a big fan of her. So, I, I wouldn't put anything past her. But the way you've explained it very intelligently, and, and I, I say, yeah, that, that sounds very plausible. Your point is well taken with me, too, because I know that Planned Parenthood uh, has in their budget... Uh, uh, money for lobbying so they can afford to lobby right to life for rhode island they would probably have to go out and raise money for the extra funds uh the two or three thousand dollars uh, to register a lobbyist so uh, uh do i uh understand your point not only do i understand it i agree with it thank you have a good day thank you thanks for the call this is the upfront program on w NRI. Are you thinking about opening a business or expanding your existing business? Do you need a building to rent or purchase? Call one of the best commercial realtors around who has helped over 30 businesses start up or grow in our community. Contact Garrett Mansuri at Gateway Realty who can help you find that place that works for you. His phone number is 401-651-1519 and start your search today. There's plenty of office retail manufacturing industrial or vacant land properties out there on the market and Garrett Manseri can find it for you. This phone number again is 401-651-1519. So give him a call today. If you need a plumber, I hope you'll consider Ray Dion, Dion's Plumbing Systems. From Cumberland, serving the greater Woonsocket area, we do residential and commercial work. We work on kitchens and bathrooms, heating systems, drain cleaning. We're licensed, we're insured. Over 30 years' experience from Ray Dion, you can expect clean, neat, dependable, and courteous work. So when the pipes burst, think of Dion's Plumbing first. The number to call is 334-6060, Dion's Plumbing Systems. We do bathrooms, kitchens, heat and hot water systems, and all kinds of special work as it relates to plumbing. Dion's Plumbing Systems. Think of us. We'll do it right for you. 
The Little Red Truck is at your service. We are A&R Trailer Rentals in Woonsocket. We're a company that has those 45-foot storage trailers for rent or lease, and 20-foot ground-level containers are also available. And we offer leasing with the option to buy. We specialize in household and commercial storage for the public. So if you're looking for a place to store household items while remodeling or renovating, then look no further. We have your temporary storage needs available for a fraction of the cost of those storage facilities. And if you're looking to store seasonal items like uh, snowmobiles or jet skis, we have the perfect solution. Call Al Gagnon at 766-1919. Need temporary storage? With the little red truck, give us a call. And for your lawn and garden, we can deliver Wright's Farm cow manure, or you can select from an organic mix, which is a lab tested by the University of Maine for your lawn and garden, with also gravel, sand, clay, stone dust, and mulch available, delivered right to your property. Al Gagnon's Little Red Truck will bring it to you, and here is his number for rates and more information, 766-1919, 766-1919. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Uh, just a couple of housekeeping matters. I just played uh, an advertisement for certified public accountants, Kay or Kosher. I'd like to thank Jerry Kosher and all the gang at um, that um, that uh, CPA firm for sponsoring our Autumn Fest broadcast this past weekend. And uh, they uh, always uh, come to bat for us, and we appreciate that. And that's Kay or Kasha. Thank you, Kay or Kasha. There was one other thing I wanted to mention. Oh, tomorrow's schedule. Uh, we have three components. It's usually um, Bob Martin, the real estate guy, John Brian, paid segment. And then um, we have the chairman of the school committee and the superintendent for an update on public schools. That's going to be changed around a little bit tomorrow, Friday's program. It would be Bob Martin, as usual, with the real estate question, then the superintendent and uh, the uh, chairman of the school committee will be um, with us for the school department segment. And then the John Brian segment will be at the tail end of the program the last uh, 15 minutes or so. So that's the schedule for tomorrow. Did I explain that uh, properly, Mr. Uh, Chris Boulay? Absolutely. And then we've done a lot of open line uh, conversation, obviously, and I, I think the audience does like it. We get a lot of good feedback. But in a couple of weeks, uh, Neil Steinberg is going to be calling in the president of the Rhode Island Foundation, and they do great things. Um, I think it's worth 20, 30 minutes for them to re-explain uh, what they do. There's a lot of folks out there who are inherited money or, or have money that, you know, that their kids have enough and uh, they have no kids and they're focusing on 
doing great things with the money they've accumulated. You know, rich people tend to be very good about those things. So do they donate it to the Rhode Island Foundation? They, they, they do. Mm-hmm. And what happens to the Rhode Island Foundation, obviously, is focused on Rhode Island. And there might be causes that they have. Mm-hmm. Maybe we want to help out everything in Woonsocket. So the Museum of Work and Culture, the Stadium Theater, what have you, upon your passing or even beforehand, that money can be directed there. Oh. And they do a real good I think they manage about, I don't know, off the top of my head, I'll do more, he's six or seven hundred million dollars. Generally speaking, before we press a button for our next call, do any of your clients ever direct money to that foundation um, because um, they believe it to be worthy of, uh, of their generosity? Some do. Uh, some do. I, I think the majority of my clients want it to stay uh, uh, in the family, but lots of times you'll have an IRA or you'll have a a trust that designates, okay, I want uh, a third to go to my son, a third to go to my daughter, and a third to go to these charities. That yeah. that happens quite a bit. Let's take another call. Hello. Thank you for calling the Upfront Radio program. Hello. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Great good. show again, as usual. Thank you. Uh, Chris, Chris, I've got a quick question. Maybe it doesn't mean, mean much, but let's say the Democrats get in. Uh, I pray to God they don't. But uh, they're real grabbers. They want to take away all our rights and stuff. Uh, they want to make it a, a rich society and a poor society. What do you think they would, could they have any effect on our bank accounts, you know, on CDs and IRAs, things like that? Well, they could grab any of that. Well, when you started off the point of the Democrats getting in, you, you had my attention, and yes, um, I try to think about Warren Buffett, and I'm going to answer your question in a second. Warren Buffett, you know, 90 years old, one of the greatest investors in the world, he said, hey, we've had 45 presidents, and they haven't all been peaches. But this one concerns me. If they were to have, you know, the House, the Senate, and the presidency, yeah, they could pass a tax, um, which they've talked about, a financial services tax, where you have stock trades where they start taxing those. And then what happens is that increases the cost to investors and kind of undoes a lot of things that are going in the right direction, lowering costs. And, yeah, when, when, you're, when you're a UBS or you're Morgan Stanley, or you you're, have to have certain parameters to be a custodian IRA. So we report that information like everyone else does, or you can't be a custodian right. IRA. You have to report that yeah. to the government. They have all of that information. I don't think there's a whole hell of a lot you can do about it other than vote Republican. But, yeah, it, it, it is feasible. You've got crazy talk going on where some senators want to start taxing all of the increase in net worth of all the billionaires uh, in the United States. I mean, that's crazy talk. You could take all of the money. You wouldn't touch the deficit at all. And there's a lot of talk about a financial services tax. So, yeah, um, could it go in a direction that we don't like? I, I believe it would. Would it be you know completely devastating to the economy? Not in that sense, in the sense that they don't do the corporate tax. No, we can talk about the fact that we all got to uh, decrease pretty well. Not everyone, but you know a lot of folks got to decrease in their income taxes because the rates went down. And as Mike Pence mentioned, that a family uh, making fifty thousand dollars a year would have to pay two thousand more if we got rid of the taxes. The real key in the Trump tax. Uh, changes was lowering the corporate rate from 35%, which was the second highest in the industrialized world, down to 21%. Companies had more earnings, they invested it, they hired more people. You want to do that, you're going to undo a, a lot. So for your narrow focus on the IRAs and think, yeah, I, I think it could be a, a detriment and the 
government already has all that information. You, you don't, you can't hide it, nor should you hide it. But right. now you get the more broader scope of, of the economy, and yeah, we could really undo this. There's, there's, a, there's a real concern about that, and if they all control all three branches of government, I, I think we're in for a lousy four years. Yep, that's for sure. Well, I, I'm just wondering if they ever get in. Uh, I'm wondering if I should take money out. I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking. You know, I I wouldn't. I don't know. I to me, all you can do, yeah, yeah. I I I wouldn't bother doing that. But they're going to trace it anyway. It's already in the system, so I don't think that accomplishes maybe what you want to accomplish. But I, I don't know. But I'm never concerned about the crazy. Democratic proposals, whether it's the Green New Deal or what have you talked right. about. I'm concerned about so many people supporting it. Like, everybody can have stupid, crazy ideas, but the fact that yeah. about a half of the population thinks it's good, they just don't understand the consequences of their ignorance. Just right. like when they talk about defunding the police. Well, you get robbed. Who are you going to call? Oh, I don't know. They just, there's no thought about the unintended consequences. And if you really believe the that this is the greatest country in the world, that we need improvement, absolutely. But you want to undo everything and be Venezuela? You know, vote for yeah. uh, vote for uh, Biden and Sanders and, and, and Harris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, want to, they want to shut down the police and they, they want to take our guns away. R right. And th there's a reason. And, and people don't understand history. Um, you know, I, through Mr. Poitras and my brother and David, I love history. And you, and you know the answer to this. Why didn't the Japanese, after they bombed Pearl Harbor, they thought briefly about invading California, invading uh, America. Right. And they said... We had a larger army. Yeah, we, they said everyone's got a gun. You go, they'll, they'll, be, right. they'll be shooting us from the treetops. And, yep. and you can't forget that. And people who don't remember history are going to doom to repeat the mistakes of history. Right. Well, let's pray to God they don't get in. All, we, all we, we can do is vote. And, again, my attitude is somebody close to me asked me the other day, um, you know, are you going to be um, devastated if the Democrats get in? Well, we get the government that we deserve. We have to pivot. And, we, you know, we, we, we can't, like, follow in sorrow and self-pity. We've got to think, okay. How do you protect your household? How do I protect my client's household? There are things that we can do. America is not going to end. It didn't end when Obama had eight years and he tried to fundamentally change America. We, ju we just pivot and we vote and we do the best we can and recognize that only 4% of the world's population lives in the United States of America as the greatest country in the world. That's for sure. Okay, thank you, sir, for your answer. Thank you. Thank you for your call, sir. This is the Upfront Program. WNRI is a radio station, and we try to provide some quality uh, discussion on the program uh, that's uh, worthy of uh, you listening to us, and we appreciate you doing that. Let's take another call. Hello. Hello. Good morning, good both morning. of you. Good morning. Uh, I'm glad you called because your name was about to come up. And um, Good morning. Yes, good morning. Oh, good morning. Listen, I don't know if you have ever gone to the site Ballotpedia, which is on, um, you know, your computer. And they consider it the Encyclopedia of American Politics. Now, they have the 2020 presidential candidates on all the issues. They have statements uh, on Social Security, and they were compiled from uh, the candidates, all the candidates that are running, uh, officials, campaign, websites, editorials, speeches, and interviews. So it's always a good, uh, good read. 
um, what you take from it uh, and what you get from it hopefully makes what goes on in this United States of America better. Um, and um, you can look up other things. But it's a pretty, it's a daily type um, presidential news briefing, but it's coming and handling all of the different people like the Green Party, the Democratic Party. Um, and, you know, the, the, the presidential um, candidates. So you might find it interesting. Uh, absolutely. I, I have seen it. And uh, one of the things that you, you probably may uh, know why I wanted to hear from you and your name was coming up is Hunter Biden. We had yes, a conversation on the radio I maybe know. three or four weeks ago. I and know. I, I, I called in, yeah. I am so hoping that I am wrong and you are right. So yeah. I knew all about... The, the situation that you explained and my position was that it's not really going to change a lot of voters mind however roger and i were talking about the green room before is the new york post put out an article about hunter biden and about that computer so for the audience who may not be aware um hunter biden left a computer um over and it had basically incriminating evidence that his father at the time vice president of the united states was introduced to the ukraine people and that hunter and joe biden used his influence to help out his son and it's right there and the biden campaign has not denied the legitimacy of those emails and it makes the president vice president look like a liar and you had brought that all to our attention. And what happens is now going on to the next thing, talking about censorship, Twitter and Facebook were preventing that article from being sent uh, around. So oh, once it's out there, it's out there. And the media's got it. Guess what? It's out there. Exactly. Now, but they've, yeah. given, they've given the story even more legitimacy Absolutely. than by trying to block it. And Absolutely. It's, 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 it's awful that they would do that. Yeah, I know. But you but you know that goes on. We all know that goes on. Um, that they do try to block different things. And um, depending on um, how much money and what the company and what the involvement is, guess what? But, you know, this isn't the first time that's happened with politicians that are in high office. Uh, you know, I think it's much more of a, a common type thing going on than we like to admit. But when you have... All of these countries, and there are many of them, not everybody likes the United States working against us and making billions of dollars by being here in our country um, while we're struggling to get through things like pandemics and other things. It, it is something to be concerned about. And so, you know, uh, for those that um, will look into these things and pay attention and try to get the kind of information that makes a difference and makes a difference because people go out there and they talk about these things. Well, did you know that, um, you know, supposedly um, Hunter Biden was on the uh, Chinese, um, um, he's getting paid by them. So, I mean, you know, it, it becomes what you want to look into to try to get the kind of information. And you know what? Americans have become very lazy. It's on a much higher level, so you really have to do a lot of reading. Yep. And I know you do. Yeah. I know well, you I, do. I am glad you called in. And um, in the surface, I was thinking of you. And, and I'm hoping that I'm wrong and you're right and that this has some influence on the, on the um, campaign because Joe Biden... So, you know, from Delaware, senator from Delaware, senior senator for many years, would brag about being the poorest member of Congress. And the fact right now that over 80 percent of congressmen are multimillionaires, good, bad or indifferent, tend to, if you're in Congress, you're generally a smart person other than uh, Sheldon Whitehouse. Um, but now he, his, his, he's catching up. 
you know, basically it looks like yeah, he used his influence. Yeah. And now, just, yeah. just like Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders would constantly talk about the evil millionaires and multimillionaires in the world until he became a millionaire. Now he hates the multimillionaires and billionaires. The, po- the politics of jealousy. Thank you for the call. And, uh, and I'm, hoping, I'm hoping to make a more formal apology when Trump wins and this becomes an issue when you are right. Well, you know what? Um, it, that that's that's up to the American people when they hear these things to look into them and make a difference. And um, that's you know your uh, your vote is your voice. So they got to get out there, and um, if they feel they're uncomfortable with all of this, make that vote. Thank you so much Thank for the you. call. You have a nice day. Nice you talking too. to Bye-bye. you both. Bye bye. Bye. This is the Upfront Program. A few uh, commercial messages, and then we'll get back to another call. This is Valerie Gonzalez, candidate for Woonsocket City Council. My experience includes four years on the school committee, 16 years of serving as a pastor in our community. I want to bring integrity and passion to the city council. I promise to bring civility and progress to my council seat. And I hope you vote for Valerie Gonzalez for city council. You may have seen me around the city campaigning. That's because I really want to serve you. Please support Valerie Gonzalez on Election Day, November 3rd. Paid for by Friends of Valerie Gonzalez. Donald G. Burke, President Vice Chairman of the Woonsocket School Committee, asked for your vote again in the upcoming election. Two years ago, the voters of Woonsocket returned Burke to the newly elected school committee after he spent three years on the appointed board. The voters believed Burke had done a great job and wanted him to continue to be an advocate for the children of Woonsocket. Now he asked the voters again to return him to the committee for another two-year term. As an educator of 45 years, Burke understands well the big picture of education and the great need to create policies and programs which focus on enhancing the education of our children in Woonsocket. As chairman of the Health and Wellness Committee and member of the Policy, Technology, Finance, and Facilities Committees, Burke has been faithfully devoted to his role and work as a school committee member. He loved his work as a classroom teacher and enjoys the role of being a teacher of sorts to the 6,000 students as a Woonsocket school committee member. Though the school committee race is not a contested election this year, Burke still seeks your vote to affirm your belief and trust in him for the work he has done for the students of Woonsocket. Paid for, campaign for Donald G. Burke. Hello, this is Vincent Bono, candidate for state representative for District 49. Election day is coming on Tuesday, November 3rd. And whether you vote early by mail, in person at City Hall, or at the polls on election day, please make sure your voice is heard. Please cast your vote for me for representative in District 49 so that I can be your voice at the State House, a voice for more education funding, better transportation, and more business development. Visit my webpage at www.bonoforwoonsocket.com and please remember to vote. Paid for by Friends of Vincent Bono. Inside dining, outside dining, or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant, Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood to our Italian dishes and our tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry tonight or today? Come on in today and enjoy the friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, one night. Pulaski Boulevard, Bellingham, Massachusetts. Grubhub delivery also available. All right, uh, Grumpy's uh, here in uh, Bellingham is open uh, today. Today being Thursday, they'll be open at uh, 4 o'clock, 3.30. And yes, you can get that $10 deal Monday through Thursday, including tonight. Four or five items uh, selected by the chef from uh, Grumpy's. And then, of course... If uh, nothing appeals to you, and a few times that's exactly happened, uh, we looked at the, the specials from the chef, and 
Uh, no, I don't feel like having that. So you go right to the regular menu and uh, choose something from there. We're Grumpy's in Bellingham. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. We're up front here in Woonsocket. We have some callers waiting. Our co-host is Christopher Boulay. Would you please check in to make sure that the callers know that you are still listening to them? Yes, I am president, accounted for, and callers first. All right, here we go. Thank you for your call. Your comment, please. Well, first of all, I, I didn't quite do my homework on this one. I hope I get it right. I belong to, I call it AMAC, this Association of Mature American Citizens, mm-hmm. and it is... It is a conservative answer to AARP. Yeah, I belong to it too, but I just wanted to mention I'm a member of AARP, but I'll tell you why. Only because they carry United Health, and that's how I get my insurance. Otherwise, I'd have nothing to do with them, just as a, just as a point of interest. Proceed, sir. Well, one thing is I was almost ready to get out of it. I didn't think they were doing anything worthwhile, and then I found out they have actually hired lawyers... And they have filed criminal charges against the three governors who violated federal rules and sent all these sick people with uh, COVID-19 into the old folks' homes, generating the wave of dead in those old folks' homes. My, my organization, I belong to, is actually spearheading criminal charges against those governors. So I see they're finally doing something that I can say, yes, that's good. And, and, and the other comment I had to make, I've got three of them. It's not just the idea of reversing the taxes. It's also the idea of getting of reestablishing regulations that will stop us from being profitable, stop us from being an oil exporter, stopping. They they would end America's oil independence that we've established just so recently. If the Democrats get in and do what they want, also when you talk about taxes, also don't forget there's such a thing as a wealth tax. They want to come in and they want to tax what you have in the bank. Just as if it's property. Coming, go to your bank account. You got a hundred thousand. Guess what? We're taking ten percent every year. Yeah, we did touch upon that, and um, I would say, yes, your point is well taken. My point would be that the most important one, in my personal opinion, is lowering the corporate tax from 25% to 21%. Like you got CVS right here in Woonsocket. They have sales and cost of goods sold. They pay, they pay at the highest rate. It was huge. What do they do with that money? They reinvested it, hired people, R&D, what have you. So that's... My, we we could list as we, you and I would, would it would take us uh, forty hours at K's to discuss all of the negative things that are going to happen if the Democrats get in. But to me, for the economy, that is number one in my book. Well, I'm, I'd have I'd be hard pressed to prove one way or the other. I know both would be very harmful. Okay, so they would attack us in ways. I mean, it's countless. Yeah, they, they would attack this economy in countless ways. It, it, I, I just can't even imagine how terrible it is. The only, the only bright thing I see about the whole thing is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if they were trying to amend the Constitution, such an amendment would have to be ratified by the states. And about 30 states are controlled by Republicans. So at least they couldn't do the extreme permanent damage of changing our Constitution. If I, am I wrong or right on that? Well, there's a lot of things that, that can go wrong. There's, there's, there's so many things. That, that, again, this is not 1960, Nixon versus Kennedy, where you had to listen carefully to find out the differences, and there was a lot of agreement. This is fundamentally changing America, and 
again, we'll get the. I'm not going to roll over and go to Canada if if Biden gets in. We'll we'll adapt. But it scares the hell out of me that half Americans think this guy uh, is better than what we have, and it's it's it's, it's troublesome. We're all on the same page here with this. But yeah, you make a you make a you make a good point. It'll take hours to list the, the negative aspects. Packing the court, which Biden finally said that this is going to cost them votes, regulation. You know. They've been talking about energy independence on every presidential debate since 1960. It finally happened. Uh, we lowered prices. Do people want to pay $5 uh, a gallon again? You know, there's, there's so many things, and all we can do is get our message out. And you've done a great job getting your message out. You've been very consistent, very fair, and very accurate. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Well, I, the one solution to this, right, we need to take back the school system. <clears throat> That, that, that would help. Thank you. Thank you, and good day. Let's move on to our next call on the Upfront program. What's your viewpoint today? Good morning. I should like to make a couple comments, please. Sure. All right. Um, first of all, I think it's very interesting how um, some of the media, I, I can't say all because you're part of the media, but some of the media are reporting that, you know, the Democrat turnout for early voting has far out past Republican voting. And I suspect that may have to do with something of certain people not trusting the early voting, not trusting the mail-in voting, mm -hmm. not trusting this um, sham of a system that's being implemented, and that a lot of people want their vote to count, and they will vote in person. And I think that, in a way that the media is trying to manipulate the people who have not yet voted by saying that a democratic victory is a foregone conclusion. And I think that, that that's sort of a mind game that's being played. And I think that they may be in for a very rude surprise when all the votes, all the valid votes, are really counted. There's no question about it. Uh, Bangino, he's a regular contributor to Fox News. I was watching him last night. He had a very interesting uh, viewpoint. He was running as a Republican, and he had bought um, a, a voter listing. And uh, he was actually going door-to-door -door running for Congress. And there were people with Trump signs that weren't on the list. So he called back and said, I bought a bogus list. I said, I'm seeing Trump signs all over the place, and those people aren't on the list. And, he, and he, the guy says... Those people have never voted before. He says those people are not registered to vote, or just, uh, just registered to vote now. So there's so many people who feel like, I think we do, and Roger, and, and, and so on and so forth, that they're, they're actually mobilizing people. And I've got a cell phone. They've never called me for, for my viewpoint. I don't know if I would mess with them for, for no reason. But, yes, everyone thinks about, well, geez, I didn't want to vote for George McGovern because he lost. They are trying to manipulate the people, and they're doing everything they can. And it's, it's unfortunate. We wouldn't even be hearing about uh, Hunter Biden and all of this stuff if there wasn't uh, the Senate in charge. So, well, yeah. Well, one of the big problems I have with, with early voting, I understand people are going to be out of the country, out of the voting district, and they want to cast their vote by absentee ballot or they're in the service and what have you. I don't have a problem with that. That's a legitimate reason. But one of the problems I have with, absent, uh, with early voting is the fact that what if something new comes to light? For example, what if something new comes to light about 
um, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris about their ability or inability to serve in the capacity of the office. What about if something new comes to light about um, the president? Or how about what's recently come to light and has been hinted at all along, um, the whole Burisma episode in Russia and the Ukraine? I mean, you know, what if you, what if you vote for someone and then after you cast your ballot a week later, something that would change your mind comes to fruition. That's, and you've already uh, cast your ballot. I think that's foolish. Yeah. You should cast your ballot on voting day. Uh, and, I, and I respectfully disagree because Roger also has the same argument on early voting. The, the problem I have with that is that something after the election could happen a week later. So it's a, it's a, moment, it's a moment in time that's always going to be fluid. So I don't agree with that premise, but the fact of the matter is, and I mean, I, I live five minutes away from the voting station. I, I, I'm going to vote in person. It's important to me. It's in my constitutional right to do so. And I, right. I feel differently. I feel that it's like watching a movie, and the movie has ten minutes to go, and you decide ten minutes before the movie ends who the culprit is. Exactly. And that's, you walk see, out that's of the theater. <laughs> and you don't really know what the ending is. You walk out of the theater, and guess what? Uh, somebody else surfaces, and um, you were wrong after all. But anyway. Exactly. But the ultimate the ultimate issue that everyone's been talking about, I remember an election that had the phrase, it's the economy, stupid. Well, yeah, it is. And anybody who thinks it isn't really doesn't have the head screwed on straight. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Have a good day. Thank Bye -bye. you. Before we take our final call here, uh, any point you want to uh, bring up before we uh, take a call? Just quickly that I received, uh, a lot of people did a um, press release from the mayor's office, yeah. and they're touting the fact that they found 35 people or so who parked their cars in Woonsocket but have out-of-state plates. Mm -hmm. The city of Woonsocket has spent 30 days overseeing that. And my issue is it's an indictment on the way the state of Rhode Island's run because if the insurance costs and the property tax costs and the cost of maintaining a vehicle were similar in Connecticut, in Massachusetts, in Florida, it'd all be a wash. So we wasted a lot of resources to bust the aggregates of 30 people who happened to park you know, in the city but have out-of-state plates. If there was a level playing field, it wouldn't even matter. It was, a, it was a bad use of resources. You are next on the Upfront program. Hello. Uh, uh, hi, Chris. Yes, good morning. Uh, the last call, not the last call, the caller before. Mm -hmm. Why do you encourage him to call back? I, I think he's done a little damage to my ears. <laughs> well, I, I, I find him intelligent. He's very, um, you know, he, he's very assertive, and, and I don't think he means to yell, And I, but I think he's consistent. I think he provides good um, comments to the show, and, um, you know, there's, there's very... Go ahead. I think he's trying to put something over on you. <laughs> I don't believe anybody would talk like that all the time. Oh, well, well, that, that's the way he talks. No, that's the way it's, uh, we, yeah. we, 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 we've yeah. met uh, before, and he, that's just the way he talks. Yeah. And uh, he's very clear, and, and um, you know, we don't always uh, agree, but I think he makes good points, and I think he adds value to the show. Yeah, no, uh, I don't. He's got his own style, just like uh, Nancy Pelosi has hers. And when she talks, I want to uh, I want to do something to my body that I can't talk about on the radio. But uh, I, sometimes I understand how uh, somebody comes across on the radio, and um, apparently he's annoying to you. And I have to say, sometimes 
sometimes when I listen to Larry's program, there are a few people that call the program and I need to I need to go in another space until they are finished. So I understand how you're feeling, sir. Right, thank you. Thank you for your call. All right, uh, I'm looking at the clock here. You've got uh, you've got a few seconds to uh, pontificate. <laughs> well, I I, criti- I criticize the administration for wasting resources to track down people who are parking in Winsocket but have out of state plates. One area where I'm not going to criticize police resources is in the protection of the mayor. Um, we've had issues with uh, in Virginia and yeah, in, 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 I'm looking at the story right now in, in, in Michigan. And there's a it's a leap between a small city and uh, in a state. But um, I think I have no issue whatsoever. And some people do about the mayor having police protection. Whoever the mayor is, if they want to have he or she wants to have that, then they should. And I think that criticism of uh, of the mayor is unwarranted. I can remember uh, Mayor Fontaine, Mayor. Menard, uh, Mayor Langto, uh, when his car was, um, was I, I think there was a bomb put under it or some mm-hmm. kind of an incendiary device. And uh, also Mayor Boulay, right? Yeah, Jerry uh, uh, Bull Drainville used mm-hmm. to be his uh, bodyguard chauffeur. Yeah, so uh, bodyguards, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of strange and uh, unstable people out there. And uh, they certainly deserve uh, the protection because they hold that office. We'll see you tomorrow on the Upfront Program. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey is calling out his own platform for how it handled a story from the New York Post. The Post claiming that Hunter Biden used his influence to connect a Ukrainian businessman with his father when he was vice president. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz tells Fox News everyone needs to be investigating this story. And for everyone in the media who says, well, it's unverified. You know, that didn't stop the New York Times from going on and on and on with with what they say are the president's tax returns. And it certainly didn't stop a whole lot of blue checkmark journalists from talking about the Steele dossier and the so-called P-tape. The Senate Judiciary Committee is poised to take the first steps towards approving Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett Thursday as the last day of confirmation hearings begin. You're listening to USA. This is Larry Poitras asking you to join me daily on Primetime Talk and on Saturday Soapbox from 7.30 to 11 on News Talk 1380 WNRI. Sometimes adversity promotes creativity. And at Kay's Restaurant, they had to make some adjustments over the past few months. Introducing outside dining to our customers by turning a parking lot into a dining oasis. And after having a choice of 11 sandwiches over the years, it was time to expand Kay's menu. Customers love the meatball sandwiches, chicken pot pie, huge BLTs, and the menu changes daily. Seasonal drinks include pumpkin martinis and pumpkin ale. Oyster Rockefeller is a great appetizer, too. So come in and visit Kay's soon. 1013 Cass Avenue, one socket. Call 762-9675 to make a reservation or place your takeout order. To all Kay's valued customers over the years, a big thank you from all at Kay's. Eastern Time.
President Trump's top negotiator and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi plan to regroup on Thursday for talks on a new stimulus package as President Trump continues to push for a deal before the November 3rd election. Forced to negotiate a comprehensive package because Pelosi refuses to deal with issues in standalone bills, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said Wednesday night the administration's top priority is unlocking approximately $300 billion approved in the initial large stimulus package. President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden won't debate, but they'll still be competing tonight. NBC's Today Show, Savannah Guthrie saying... The president and Joe Biden were supposed to face off in their second debate, a town hall debate, but the debate commission decided to switch it to a virtual event because of COVID concerns. At that point, the president said he would not take part in a virtual debate. Joe Biden decided to schedule a town hall on another network, and now the president is doing the same. You're listening to USA Radio. The Roast House Blackstone is open for dining seven days a week. Our hours are 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we're featuring inside and outside dining, weather permitting, and, of course, takeout. To make a reservation to dine inside or outside or to place an order at the Roast House Restaurant, call 508-883-7700. And check out our menu on the Internet at theroasthouse.com. Roast House Farm Street Blackstone welcomes back old and new customers. 